out there in Clicksland and welcome to another episode here on Clicks Again. I like always am your host Adam and with me as always is my co-host Dan. Dan, how you doing today? Uh, a little worn out but happy to be here. I know that. What is it in turkey and gravy tryptophan that really uh, yeah. takes a few days to get out of your system after you eat a bunch of it? The funny thing was, was I didn't even eat turkey but I, <laughs> I still I still am like kind of just I'm like I could use a vacation from my vacation. I don't tell me about it. I feel like that sometimes. Uh, this is episode 111. We got a lot to talk about on today's show, but before we get into that, let's get into a quick How Was Our Week? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There are seven days, there are seven days, there are seven days in a week. So, Dan, how was your week? How was your Thanksgiving? Um, I think Stephen was kind of quiet, but the days after were busier because my friend is back from college for his uh, like for Thanksgiving, and then his birthday was yesterday. So we, I went to dinner with him on Saturday, and we hung out and caught up. And then on Sunday, with a bunch of friends, we celebrated his birthday for a few hours. We played some games and just kind of you know chatted up and see how everybody's doing. We really hadn't gotten together with our friend friend group in like three months, so it was nice to see everyone and we're trying we were we said hey we should try to do this sooner next time so we're gonna try shoot for like a couple weeks or something before uh christmas get together and then we usually do christmas together every year or like right around christmas so we're gonna try to do that again did you get together with family at all for thanksgiving i did not Uh, and you said you hadn't or you didn't get a chance to eat any turkey or anything like that i made cornish hen instead it's a mini turkey. We'll count that. Um, as for mine, it was pretty stressful, to be honest. Uh, we had off, or I had off Wednesday through yesterday, but everybody in the house was sick except for me. So I had to play Dr. Mac for everybody. My uh, daughter got another double ear infection after she'd just gotten off antibiotics on last Sunday. Uh, my son had a cold, uh, and then my wife was feeling pretty crappy the whole time and then she woke up this morning didn't go to work went to the doctor and now she has a double infection double ear infection with a sinus infection so she has been miserable so but i'm i'm just fine (laughs) knock on wood um so i had to play dr adam with everybody we did get together with my family at our house uh before everybody got really sick enjoyed some football, enjoyed some turkey. I'm a big mashed potato guy. Like, I love me my mashed potatoes and gravy, so that's pretty much all I ate. Um, I ate my turkey. Not a big stuffing guy. I like oh, this. come on. Stuffing is like... <sighs> There's something about like, stuffing. I don't know. You got to make it right, but, I mean, it's one of those things where it, if, it, if it's made well, it's good. Wait, so are you like a a mashed potatoes guy that you can't eat skins in your mashed potatoes, or are you oh, okay with it? No, no, no. I'll I'll grind up those uh, skins in there and eat it, no problem. Um, see, I, I really like the skins with my mashed potatoes. I'm like, if I'm going to eat mashed potatoes, I want something else. In, like, I don't know. I want the whole potato. Yeah, like when I have a baked potato, I eat the thing whole. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't leave the skin or anything. It's it's all gone. Um, no, no, that's, that's, that's the way to be. I was just curious. Yeah. I mean, if I do eat the stuffing, it's got to be heavily covered in gravy uh it's just oh interesting what if you made what if they made it like a crispy like still like moist in the middle but like crispier on the outside i don't know it's just i don't know if it's the consistency or what but i've just never been a 
big gravy guy. I am a um, green bean casserole kind of guy. Just everything that, but the stuffing for some reason for me. Interesting, because yeah, I mean, green bean casserole is like another one of those things where I'm like, oh, it's so good if it's made right. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday we didn't do much. We just sat around and watched football because everybody was still sick, and then I went back to work. Um, I did take advantage of Cyber Monday. Let me tell you, I have things for the Patreon for probably the next three, four months. Um, I did go on Troll and Toad. So Troll and Toad was having some heck of a deals. So I bought a bunch of stuff. I sold Troll and Toad a bunch of my clicks a while back. So I had a bunch of money saved up on there and just... I don't want to buy like bricks or cases from them because they really jack up the prices on those. Like I think a brick is like 160 bucks or something like that. It's kind of ridiculous. But um they had a bunch of older cases for sale. So on Sunday, I ended up buying a brick of Avengers Defenders, a brick of Superman and the Legion of Superhero and a brick of the Flash, super cheap. I'm talking like super cheap. And then today I was like, you know what? I'll go on one more time, see what I can find. And I ended up walking away with a gravity feed of Shredder's Revenge, a gravity feed of Wonder Woman, a gravity feed of Guardians in the Galaxy Volume 2. Wait, are you talking the old Wonder Woman set? Yeah. Oh, so that, well, depending on what's in there, that could, well, either you get get Donna Troy or you get the lasso Wonder Woman. Yep. Uh, a gravity feed of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, a gravity feed of Heroes in a Half Shell. I got the DC Comics Batman Gotham City strategy game. I got an X-Men Xavier School Fast Forces. I got a the black and white power batteries from War of Light way back in the day. And then I got Harley Quinn, Gotham City Girls, Xavier School, Mighty Thor, Batman, and Justice League token packs. All four, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I feel bad for saying this. All for a hundred and fifty dollars. Damn. Yeah, I got so I got four gravity feeds, plus three bricks, and then all those token packs and everything for super cheap. That is going to be a big old box that they're going to be shipping you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> shipping I- almost costs more than the actual products I bought. <laughs> Because like the bo- the bo- the gravity boxes are pretty big. So there's still 24 singular pack. I think it's is it 24 singular packets or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so like that's going to be a lot, and then you've got all of your other stuff that you got going on over there. So I don't know how I want to do this. I kind of just because I have seven bricks basically to unbox. So I don't know if I should just do like an unboxing series of all this stuff, or if I should do like um, what Glass Cabinet Hobbies does and do like a case break for patrons and stuff like that. So like this patron, you get these four or six, whatever it is of the gravity feed and stuff like that. And you know, the Shredder's Revenge, those have the Shredder chases in them. So that's going to be something good in there, hopefully. Um, the Heroes in a Half Shell, I can't remember what chases those were. I know they're, I think they were the... Were they the grayed out? Was no, that, the... that was the very first set. Ah. This was the second set, I believe, or the third set. Um, let, me see if I can, let me see if I can find it. Was that, was that TMNT 2? No, it's TMT Heroes in a Half Shell, it says. Yeah, 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 that is. That is, that is, is the it? second one. Let me find the... Um, I, I you don't... Had, 
Oh, they were. It was, so it was Gridix, Bloboid, Shelectro, oh, okay. Gra- Graviturtle. And yeah, there was only a four of them. So. so it was like the, the the weird mutated versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, was that what they were? Okay, yeah, not really. Something like that. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of product coming. I don't know how I'm going to use it as Patreon stuff because obviously this month's Patreon is all set and it's happening tomorrow. Um, and we do have some stuff for next month. So I'm not sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it all in, take a nice big picture of it, throw it up on the... Uh, Facebook page, and maybe I'll take a vote for what we want to do. And heck, maybe I'll even do a whole brick of something as a prize on Patreon. I don't know, but it was a heck of a deal. Um, I couldn't pass up any of it. Like I said, it really didn't cost me anything because I still have money left over from when I sold Clicks Troll and Toad. Uh, so I'm excited to get all that stuff in. Nice. Other than that, that is about it for our news or for our Hauser Week. Now let's get into some news. Uh, as I said, our Patreon is going to be tomorrow. Uh, I do Facebook Live that now. So I have a crazy day tomorrow. Uh, I got to work. I got to take my daughter to an ENT appointment. Then I have to work a basketball game because I always work the advertising and things like that at my high school that I work at for basketball. So I won't be getting home to about 9.30 or so. But then my plan is that I'm not exhausted, that I will just do a Facebook Live of this month's Patreon because I don't like to wait to the next month because then uh, the Patreon erases everyone who doesn't want to be a Patreon for the next month. So I'd like to see who is my current patrons. So that's my plan. 930 Central Time tomorrow. Join me Facebook Live. I know we had some people join us last time. It was fun uh, talking to everybody while I did it. So if you um, are interested, in, you're probably listening to that on Tuesday today. So it's going to be 9.30 CSD tonight if you do listen to it on Tuesday. Um, but if you listen to it, our podcast tonight on Monday, it's tomorrow, if that makes any sense. So Tuesday on the 30th, we're going to do the uh, Patreon giveaway. And we do have some cool prizes as usual. We got our good old mystery box, two boosters of Rise and Fall, which I will open on air to see if uh, the person wants that. We got Kane in his Time Bubble, Magneto in his Magneto Bubble. We got a Shi'ar, two Super Rares from Rise and Fall. We got Emma with uh, Multiple Man. We got an Angel with a Multiple Man. And we do have a Scott Porter. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're not a patron and you want to be a patron, head on over to patreon.com backslash clicksing it. Uh, next, the Critical Clicks World Championship is coming up soon. I did see that all 32 spots have been occupied or registered and there is no more spots open they were talking about possibly renting a tent a heated tent and putting it outside for people if they did get more people that wanted to join but um, i don't know if that cost is going to work out but uh contact scott and pj over at uh critical clicks if you are still interested in possibly joining but you know what's not full the Clicksing It Cheesehead Championship, which is going to be held on December 18th at Gamers Realm in New Berlin, Wisconsin, on December 18th. So we still got some spots open. I shouldn't say some. We still got a lot of spots open. But um, the trophy just came in today. I threw it up on the Facebook page. Dan, did you get a chance to look at our trophy? I did. It looks good. Yeah. I thought it really worked good. I use a company called Crown Awards for a lot of my stuff when I was a coach. Uh, turned out great. 
Uh, we hope we see everybody there. Uh, the plan is for Empire to be all the prizes. If it's not in by that date, we'll just mail out whatever prizes we have. Uh, depending <clears throat> prizes is going to depend on how many people we have. I can't guarantee prizing right now on like clicking or um, like a critical clicks. I don't have that kind of pull. But um, if we get enough people, we'll have a ton of prizes. I will be bringing some. Uh, raffle prizes and door prizes for people, so it should be fun. But the more people we that we get registered, the more that we can give away as prizes. Uh, first place will be a brick of Empire. So if you're interested, check out the uh, uh, Clicksing at Cheesehead Championship link on our Facebook page, and we'd love to see you there. Um, we got some Empire previews to talk about. Quite uh, a bit. Quite a bit. We're not going to go over every single one that got previewed today because we have talked about some of them, but we will talk about a lot of them. So um, let's get into it real quick. Dan, why don't you take the first one because I know you're excited to talk about it. Uh, Which one was the first one on that picture anyway? Uh, Venom Rogue. Uh, yeah, she is fantastic. Uh, so Venom Rogue is the 061 Chase. I think she's the, or sorry, uh, Super. I think she's the last Super in that, like before the Chases. Um, so she comes in at 75 points. She has the Brotherhood of Mutants and um, X-Men team abilities. She has three range. She has the Brotherhood of Mutants Codex, Monster, and X-Men keywords. She is six clicks long. She has two traits and a special attack power. She also has flight. Um, so her first trait is the symbiotic fusion trait, which is plasticity, super senses. And if she, if Venom Rogue is within four squares in line of fire of an opposing character, she can't be targeted by a range attack, which I think that's fantastic. Um, and then she's got her other trait, which is I can remember everyone I've touched. When Venom Rogue hits, give a hit character an absorption token. Free, choose a displayed power that an adjacent character or a character with an absorption token can use. Venom Rogue can use that power until you choose again, which is awesome. So the problem with this is that it sh- it says a displayed power, but it doesn't say standard or anything else. So uh, there's a lot of weird interactions with how this currently works, the way it's written. Hopefully it will get fixed, but that's just the way it is right now. So um, me and PJ have a bet going on this. So someone pointed this out on Facebook the other day, or today I should say, and... They said, look carefully, it says, like Dan said, displayed power, not displayed standard power. Now, we've never had a character that said they can use a displayed power. And I made the comment, errata incoming. PJ doesn't think that's the case. So me and PJ made a friendly wager that uh, WizKids has until the next set release, which would be War of the Realms, that if they don't errata Rogue to standard power by that time, I owe him a bottle of liquor. And if they do change it to standard power, he owes me a bottle of liquor. So it should be interesting. I can't imagine they'd keep it this way because then she does have to hit, which is nice. It's not just she gets to choose whenever. Yeah. So she does have to hit first. That's very important. But if that's the case, she can take Sky Tyrants, full movement charge, blades, flurry, which would be insane with her. She could choose... Um, a stop click from Dark Phoenix we were talking about, and she just could have stop like her entire dial. There is a blob out there where it only says he takes one damage no matter what. Uh, there's a lot of weird interactions, like Dan said, could happen with her. So I can't imagine that they would keep it the way it is, and they would change it, and they would change it to displayed standard power. 
Yeah, and her uh, her attack power that she gets on clicks two through six is alien earthquake. Quick, steal energy, but heals one click for each hit opposing character damaged by the attack. When Venom Rogue attacks, she deals penetrating damage. So she's penetrating quick. Um, so yeah, she's healing a lot because it's one click for each opposing character hit by the attack and damaged. So it's, um, I mean, I, she's going to be hard to kill. Like she's not super durable. She only has either invuln or shape or uh, toughness, but she also has senses. So, I mean, she has a rollout. She has reducers. She's not super expensive. Um, I think she's going to be good. I don't think she's meta, but I, I'm excited. So I was like, all right, this will be cool. They love giving rogues quake. Like I remember the the Asgardian quake or Asgardian rogue with the yeah. major earthquake. I think it was called. They just like giving. Excuse me. They like giving rogues quake lately. I feel like um, she is a monster. So like I said, Sky Tyrant. If that one power is true to itself and it's going to stay that way, that's pretty good. She is a Brotherhood. Um, I'm trying to think of what other crazy combos. If it stays this way. Uh, there's like the, you could you could take the poison power from like Johnny Storm, where he can poison at any time, whether he's been moved or not. I thought that was a trait. No, it's a it's an attack power. Okay. So yeah, um, if she stays the way she is, I think she could find a way onto some monster teams. Um, you could take you could also take Captain Marvel's hypersonic power, where you yep. do the one damage that any dink someone. So yep. Uh, so yeah, she will be an interesting character uh let's talk about the next guy who i thought was gonna be a rare but actually turned out to be a super rare oh are you talking iceman yeah ah so this is venom iceman so he's the 054 super rare he's got defenders and x-men team abilities i think he's the first super rare right i believe uh no he is like the fourth i think really i thought two three four yeah he's number four or number five that's right um hulkling's number one the first super rare that's right um, so he comes in at, he's got six range with two targets. He comes in at 65 points. He's got the champions codex, defenders, monster, X factor, and X-Men keywords. He is six clicks long. He's got improved movement characters. He's got two traits and a special attack power on clicks one through four. His first trait is that symbiotic fusion. His second trait is the alien ice wall barrier. Barrier is free, but only to generate one marker. Opposing characters adjacent to one or more of Venom Iceman's barrier markers must roll for breakaway if they are, don't already ha- need to. Which is pretty good considering like breakaway is a lot more standard now. So that fifty fifty can be a lot more detrimental than it used to be. I wish so. it, I wish that they would have worded it um as they were adjacent to wait. Yeah, does, I, I wait I get it that. does. I oh no, that. it doesn't. Uh because then he has plasticity and I don't think they're yeah. ever getting away from him. No, that would have been bad. So I think that's that's why they did that. They like breakaway having to do breakaway to just a barrier is probably already gonna be hard enough. Um, so then he's got a special attack bar, which is Ice Ball Blast, Incapacitate, Knockback. When Venom Iceman destroys a square blocking terrain, after resolutions, deal one damage to each opposing character adjacent to that square. I like that a lot because he throws up his barrier for free and then shoots it and then damages characters for free. without yeah. actually. It's not damage from an attack, so you just dinked a bunch of characters without an attack. That is true, so that's going to get at least through one click of like a super senses off a flash or something like that yeah so that's pretty tight i like that a lot um again i don't know if he'll be meta i he's just i think he's just good he's not ridiculous but i mean i don't know i think he'll be i'll i'm certainly gonna enjoy playing him i'm surprised he doesn't have flight 
but whatever, it's fine. He's still good. He's got improved movement characters, so that's already pretty solid. Did Iceman ever really fly? Um, he's had a few flight bases, I thought, if I'm not mistaken. He's had a few flight, uh, like, uh, or, like, versions of him that have flight, I thought, if I wasn't mistaken. I'm trying to think of the chase from Xavier's, if that one... No, I think that was because that one could go colossal. Yeah, it was. It had a boot symbol, but it could go, or was it giant? Yeah, it could go giant. Okay. So, but the super from Uncanny had flight. The swirly one. Yeah, and okay. then another one was the Regenesis one had flight, and. The like the a couple like deep cuts and I think oh and the one from Rise and Fall has also had uh, flight. Okay. So there's there's been a few that have flight, but they go back and forth. But this is like a different version because the Venom version. So I get like okay, they didn't need to give him everything. Yeah. No, I think he'll be fun. I mean, he's only sixty five points. Um, yeah, I, I think he'd be good on the sideline for like an X Men team, just in case you want to do some dink damage. Yeah, and barrier is always good. So, and he ignores um, characters, which is always nice too for movement purposes. Yeah, so he's always going where he wants to go. Yeah. All right, and then Dan's going to take the next one because he's excited about this guy as well. Oh, is this the uh, title? Yeah. Yep. So this was something I was really excited to see because I didn't. He's one of those like odd characters that I thought wouldn't, or like you don't know when that's going to get made. So this is the infamous Iron Man, the O fifty six Super. He has the Minions of Doom and Mystic's team ability. He has 8 range with 2 targets. He comes in at 100 points. He has the Avengers, Fantastic Four, Latveria, Armor, Mystical, and Scientist keywords. He is 7 clicks long. Um, He has improved targeting, hindering, and characters. He starts with 1 plot point. His KO effect is when infamous Iron Man is KO'd, opposing characters can use Outwit until the end of your next turn. And then his plus 1 is so much potential wasted. Free Outwit until your next turn. When he uses it, he may instead target any number of characters he hit this turn and may choose different powers for each, which is pretty good. His minus one is I will be Iron Man. Free. Make, a, make an attack with four targets. Hit characters are dealt a maximum of one damage, so not bad. Um, his minus two is I leave you to consider the subtext of our interaction. Free. Half speed. Phasing teleport as free. After resolutions, infamous Iron Man can use regeneration as free. So another good, solid choice. And then his minus five is a spell cycle to cheat demons and devils. Free. Turn infamous Iron Man to click one. This game, infamous Iron Man has cosmic energy team ability. Can't be healed. May activate each of his other plot point abilities once per turn for zero plot points. And when infamous Iron Man is KO'd, you lose the game. So it's it's uh, it's all or nothing if you pull the minus five off. It's kind of like with um, the title character Wonder Woman where if there's a if there's no more Amazon on the board just KOR. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean I like him. Everybody's gonna be like, well he's no gladiator. I'm like, well Gladiator was A a prime. Yeah. And B just totally different character. I like him a lot. Again, don't know if he'll be meta, but his plot points are good. His KO effect isn't the worst. Like it'll suck for a turn, but I don't know if it, depending on like when he dies, I don't know how bad it'll be. Cause he's got like really high range. He's got improved targeting so he can shoot from behind people or 
he can pick out he can you know pick off people that you're trying to body block so i mean i don't know i don't think he's bad necessarily but he's not like game breaking or anything the can't be healed part kind of sucks i kind of wish they would have yeah, left that out of there because it it nullifies the second portion of your minus two but yeah. you also get to go all the way to click one which is really nice so yeah it's kind of like a living legends where if you are on like your second to last or last click you just negative five and go back to full yeah so and i mean his his other plot points are all really good so i would think that and being able to use them all each turn for zero plot points is solid so yeah no i like him um i think he's the only title character in this set so far that we know yeah, no, I think he's the only one. I'm usually, yeah, I think he's the only. Yeah, he's the only one. I don't. I haven't seen any other hint at another one anyway. Yeah. Um, we do have our first look at a Super Rare Prime, and that is the not the uh, Ultron Pym, which we all know we want to see, but this is the Captain Marvel Super Rare Prime to Marvel. He has got one trait, or I should say, he is. Let me find his dial. Uh, he is fifty points. He has the keywords Kree, Cosmic, Scientist, and Soldier. He's got one trait. I just can't watch them die. I must act. When a friendly character within range and line of fire is targeted with an attack, before the attack roll has been made, you may place Captain Marvel in a square adjacent to that character, and he becomes the target of the attack instead, even if it would be illegal or an illegal target. So not bad. He's, Superman had a power like that. I forget which one it was, but uh, he just basically... It was a pretty old one. Yeah. I think it was from Justice League even. Um, but he basically just takes a hit for you. And he does have invuln, so if you know if someone's going to take like a two damage or a three damage, something like that, he can just go in and absorb most of it. So it's not bad. Um, where he's really good is his attack power, uni beam blaster, energy explosion, psychic blast, when Captain Marvel hits with a ranged attack, give each hit character an action token. And he does have triple target six range with a 12 attack. So you could energy explode, penetrating, and then give everybody. So it's basically energy explosion, penetrating in cap, which is yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was the Superman from the strategy game. That was the one. He had a defense power that allowed him to, like, uh, basically, he you put him in front of the character, but he also got, like, plus two to his or defense for the attack, too. Okay. Yep, that's right. But he was two hundred points. So yeah, <laughs> a lot, a lot less here for that for fifty points. Um, he does start. He is a flyer. He does start with a ten running shot with that 12, 12 attack special power, eighteen involved with three damage um, leadership, and then his last three clicks are stealth, still with that attack power, regen with uh, prob. He does have an eighteen defense his entire dial, which is nice. He also has the shield team ability, so he's good. I think he's definitely going to see play. I think he will too. I mean, he's a scientist. He's cosmic. Uh, it's a, he's a great attacker for a scientist team. It helps you protect your flashes if you need it. Uh, and then he does have that regen to help up. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's something missing on him. I just don't know what. I was talking to Dan before the podcast. I feel, I wish there was something where if he is the target of the attack, he gets like a plus one defense or the attacker gets a minus one attack or something. I just feel like if you're going to 
do that, the attacker should get some negative for it. I don't know. I just he's good. I just feel like he you could have used like one more thing to put him over the top. But you are getting a lot for fifty points. Yeah, and he's also your leadership too, or he's he's one of them anyway. So yeah, um, we talked about the other ones. We did get a super scroll, which unfortunately I'm a little disappointed in. Uh, we got Super Scroll. He comes in at, let me find him. He is 75 or 50 points. He does have Guardians of the Galaxy, Scrolls, Ruler, Soldier, Spy, and Warrior keyword. He's got one trait, which is use your enemy's power against them. Free. Choose a friendly sidekick and a displayed standard attack power that an opposing character adjacent to that sidekick can use. The chosen sidekick can use the power this turn. So. You have a sidekick next to an opposing character. Super Scroll says, hey, sidekick, take one of their powers. Now your sidekick has that power. I kind of wish Super Scroll also got that power. What's nice about that, it does not say anything about range or line of fire. So Super Scroll could be in your starting area, and your sidekick could be in their starting area next to somebody, and they can just take whatever power is adjacent to them, which is kind of nice. He also has the Guardian's team ability, which is just good because his stats just can't be modified at all. I mean, it's not like... It was... I'm glad they went this route. Like, I know people aren't super pleased about it, but it was, like, really hard to just not... I wouldn't want him to just, like, cookie-cutter the other one from the other Fantastic Four set. So... Yeah. I know. It's going to be hard to beat that one because I think that one was done perfectly. Yeah, but this one also has full dial shape change, so there's that. That's true. Um, He does have a trait, which is a trait we've seen from a lot of people. It's leadership and shape change, but when he uses leadership, he can then make a 002 scroll spy on click one. So, I mean, at least he makes his own sidekicks. Yep. And you are getting a lot for 75 points. I mean, you're getting eight clicks. He starts off with 10 running shot, 11 in cap, 18 impervious with that special power. And then you're getting that for 50 points as well. But then the last four clicks, you're getting charge, poison, defend, and shape change. So not too bad at all. Uh, we talked about Hulkling. We talked about Roland. Did we talk about Venom Marvel Girl? Uh, we did not, but I can talk about her. Go She's right ahead. not super complicated. So she is 046. She is a rare, which is cool that they kind of snuck in some symbiotes at the lower rarities, which is nice. Um, she is... This is Jean Grey. Uh, so she has the Cosmic Energy and uh, X-Men team ability. She comes in at 6 range with 1 target. She has 100 or 60 points. She has the Codex, Phoenix Force, X-Men, Cosmic, and Monster keywords. Um, she gets improved targeting characters. She has a trait and then a special speed power and a special attack power. So she has the Symbiotic Fusion trait. And then she has the special speed power of Mental Shriek. Mind Control Sidestep. Mind Control is free but only to target... Opposing characters within four squares, which is cool. Um, and then she's got her special attack bar, which is Tendril Kinesis. Telekinesis, when Venom Marvel Girl uses it after resolutions, roll a d6. Three to four, heal the place character one click. Five to six, heal a close or make a close attack targeting an opposing character adjacent to the place character, regardless of adjacency. Which is kind of cool because you can place a friendly and then she gets to punch the guy that, you know, next to whoever you place to, which is cool. Yeah, so. I just, again, she's good. I just, I guess I would have expected, I, or I should say, I expected a little bit more for a venomized Jean Grey. 
they did something interesting here because this was just um, a comic cover. Like, she never appeared in any formal issue with powers. So, I don't know. I like what they did here. Um, it's interesting. She plays, like, a kind of, like, mid-roll of support while being tertiary because she's got, like, enhancement or prob. So, I like her. I don't think she, again, she's not, like, meta or game-breaking, but she just got some interesting stuff going on. Yeah, when when I saw the sculpt, I could have I would have bet a lot of money that she was going to be a chase, and she ends up being a rare. <laughs> um, yeah, she also has improved targeting characters, so she can just like, well, I guess depending on lines of fire, because you still need to see with the other character for TK, but she can. I guess you well, yeah, you yeah. Unfortunately, you need to you still need to be able to see for TK, but I mean, she can do some interesting stuff with her targeting, so. If she would have had one more lightning bolt, I think she could have made her way because then your full movement, um, her seven, I don't think she has side. Oh, she does. So you could sidestep, yep. full move seven, sidestep for nine, and then double mind control if she had a second bolt uh, for free. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird, especially when her mind control speci- specifies that she can target opposing characters within four squares, but she only has one target. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, how, how is Batman that sings worded? Because he can target everybody. What's the difference? Wait. Oh, because his is. Hold on. Uh, let me let me get let me pull him up there. His is weird because it's like his trait. It's the, that's the way the trait is worded because I think it's like it ha- I think it's like an instead clause or something. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So free for the rest of the game, Batman can't use the team whenever. Yeah, whenever he occupies a clear square and is given a range action to use incapacitate mind control or psychic blast, he can use improved target, improved targeting, hindering. This character may make a range attack while adjacent to opposing characters may target adjacent and may instead target all opposing characters within line fire. Okay, that's why so it's because all it doesn't specify range and it's just all opposing. So. That that tricky word all. I mean, I don't see why they couldn't have done an all for her. I mean, it's only four squares. It's not board wide, so maybe. I don't know. We did see again. It's one of those things where I, 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 I'm assuming either it's just like a misspell or they actually meant something else entirely. Yeah. Where, where it's more close to that, but it's that's we don't know until they issue something. Uh, the last one we're going to talk about is Scarlet Witch, who is 043 rare. <laughs> uh, number 043 and is a rare. Uh, she is 50 points. She is Avengers, Brotherhood of Mutants, X-Men, Detective, and Mystical. And I believe she's our first Rally 1 that I have seen. Yeah, and it's friendly attack rolls, too. Yeah, so her friendly Rally... One is when an opposing character within range and line of fire makes an attack, you may remove Scarlet Witch's rally die and replace a die in the attack roll with it. So she could potentially make some people crit miss. Uh, if the, obviously one of the dice is a one. So I think that's pretty good. She does have a defensive power. I'm sorry, not defensive damage power, which is outwit and probability control. That is it for her powers. She is an Avengers and a Mystics. And she's a not a flyer, which I just realized. Uh, but she does have a six range double target. She starts off with ten phasing, ten TK, eighteen ESD with three ta- three damage with that one power. So not bad. I like the fact that she can just make people you know crit miss themselves if you're lucky enough, or you know 
Um, yeah, because it's it's replaced, so that yeah. would be the, that would be the end. Like that's it, unless you're Tachaka and you say about that though. Yeah, the the highest that someone can roll if she has a rally die on her is a seven. Yep. Which, um, what does it say? It range of line of fire, and her range is six, so not too bad. She does ignore hindering terrain. That doesn't really yeah, so help a, her. See so an much. it an it hindering outwit too, which is nice. Yep. Uh, it would have been really nice if she ignored characters because then that rally dice is super effective then because then she can just hide in the back. But I'm just kind of nitpicking here what I would like to see. Um, but, yeah, those are the figures that got spoiled. we still got plenty of other ones to be spoiled. Uh, we, still have, we still have two more chases that we have no idea. So Yep. The set should be dropping in two-ish weeks, hopefully, and possibly... I'm gonna I'm gonna say December fifteenth. I, I I don't know. I still I still think it's gonna be that. I I, I know they I'm said so, the eighth. Yeah. I don't know. No, you're wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. Not you're wrong. I'm wrong. I meant three weeks. I was looking at the. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought I read I, my I ca- they, no. I read oh, my I, calendar I, wrong. Oh, I thought they pushed it up to the eighth. And I'm like, man, that seems just no, like no, no. Close. I, I just did calendar math wrong there for a second. Yeah, it's three weeks because we got the first, the eighth, and the fifteenth. Um, tentatively a pre-release maybe on the twelfth. I don't know. We'll see how shipping works. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it gets here or not. But that is it, I believe. Oh, we did get a rare Magneto. Uh, I actually about. think he's cool because he can be 40 points. Uh, that can potentially counter um, Molecule Man. Why don't you talk about him? So Magneto is the 048 rare. He's got the Brotherhood team ability, which was shortened from Brotherhood of Mutants to just Brotherhood now, which is fine. It's, I mean, I still understand what what they're getting at. Um, he's got six range with two targets. He comes in at 75 or 40 points, and he's got only the Brotherhood of Mutants keyword. So he's got a rally, which is for five for opposing attack rolls. is free. Remove Magneto's rally die to destroy up to five walls or squares of blocking terrain within range. And then he's got a trait, which is Master of Magnetism, which is just knockback. So for 75 points, you start with Running Shot, TK, uh, Invuln, and Leadership. Or if you pay 40, you get Sidestep, EE, Barrier, Outwit. I actually like the 40-point line better just because I think it offers more utility. Like, yeah, you're not getting a Leadership, but I feel like you can figure that out on Brotherhood in some other form or fashion. Um, and then just getting all like, like sidestep barrier outwit EE, you know, the knockback thing plus rally, I think is really good. So for 40 points, being able to screw with molecule man is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's all we really need is another good Magneto. <laughs> I mean, he's always good, but we're like beating a dead horse at this point with Magneto's. Yeah. Well, once, I mean, one's going to rotate cause we're going to lose the two by two. So that'll, I mean, there's still going to be a few, but I yeah, mean, we but- are losing one. I feel like his time has come and gone. I mean, we've oh, got the, uh, the, two, yeah, was, the two by two because yeah, we yeah. we've got the white suit Magneto, we've got the swap Magneto, we've got Venomized Magneto, and now we've got this Magneto. Yeah, they've they've really shown Mags some love this year. It's like okay, and they're all good. <laughs> like, there's yeah. not one that's really bad. Yeah, I remember. Like, I think what was it like? what was it, Xavier School, and they had a few Magnetos in that set, and, like, none of them were good, except for maybe the title, I the, think, was decent. The Prime was okay at a Hellfire Club, but it wasn't really yeah. that useful. I was, just, I was just trying to think in general, like, the only one that stood out to me was, like, the title. Yeah. And, yeah, he was okay. I think I still have that one, actually. 
Um, but yeah, that is going to be it for the previews. I don't think we missed anything. So now we're going to do some uh, building for worlds, which we are going to be doing Hellfire Club. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So we're going to do our good old Hellfire Club because I do feel like Hellfire Club does make an impact into the meta. So first things first, you've got to start off with, we just talked about Your him. boy Kane. Hello, everybody. Well, <laughs> look at who showed up, Mr. Citizen yeah. Kane. Uh, yeah, that's me. How y'all doing tonight? Kane, welcome to the show. Thank you. You guys doing okay? We are doing yeah. great. How, before we start into our world building, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, hold on. I think I'm losing you guys. Give me one second. And Kane came and he went. Sorry about that, everybody. Technical difficulties. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah, uh, I assume you asked how my Thanksgiving went? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It went good. Um, I'm about to eat some more leftovers right now. <laughs> so uh, it was pretty good. I actually went to visit my grandparents, uh, went to a friend's house, and um, I just had an extra long weekend. So I had that Friday off and then um, all that. So it was, it was pretty nice. It was a good weekend. It was a good weekend and good holiday. How about you guys? So does now I'm trying not to offend anybody here. But you are Uh-oh. Mexican, correct? Correct. Does a Mexican Thanksgiving Sorry. differ from a American Thanksgiving? Um, I, I know. I think we all kind of add more things to it, but uh, no, it's just just Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's, that's always just like, are you Mexican? Like, I, that feels wrong coming out of my mouth when I ask your name. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm American, right? You know yes. what I mean? Like, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I understand your question. It's okay to ask. It's well, because, like, I know in the in the past, you're like, oh, I just ate some chimichangas or something like that. You just, like... <laughs> I never have said that on a podcast. You said ever, some sort of... You said I'm some sure sort of tamales or pozole tamales. or something yeah. like that. And you put that, mean, you put that like, accent on the tamales. I mean, pozole, I mean, pozole is like, I could eat that every day and I'd probably not get Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had that, like, two weekends ago. It was really good. I mean, first of all, you say I throw an accent on it. That's just how I'd say it, maybe. <laughs> That's true. I I Americanized the tamala. Or tamale, tamale, <laughs> yeah, tamale, exactly. whatever it is, not tamale. Don't get, don't get me wrong. So on my mom's side of the family, they're Caucasian. So my grandma, she totally, she's just like tamales. Like she totally says it the same way you do. So <laughs> it's all right. Um, but uh, yeah, holidays are good, everybody. Holidays are good. Good. Oh, and boy, do I have something for your Canes Media Corner coming up. Oh, man, I have so much for that corner. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. All right. So uh, let's talk about this world scene because I'll tell you what. I, I love Hellfire Club. And I feel like I kind of go to the same same um, recipe every time well, I think about that keyword. I so, mean, the problem I'm, is there's not a lot in modern right. overall. I mean, there's there's just not there's there's like very little. Honestly, it's, but, it's, it's, did, did, but didn't we get a couple figures that allows us to bring in yes characters? So okay, so there we go. Let, let's get, let's jump into it because I'm very curious on how where we're going to end up with this team. Yeah. So the first two. Um, pieces you have to have on this team are Magneto because he's your swap piece and Kate Pride because she brings in a free pog. So that Well that and she's also just good too. Yeah, but I don't think she stays in your starting force. Really? Which one is this? She gives all of your Hellfire Club people steel energy and then she can do like the whole unequip thing. I know. And I just I don't know I just I just don't think she's bad. I feel like there are plenty of times where you might want her there. Who is this? What character? Kate Pride, Kate the Pride. super rare. 
uh, House of X, the one with the red coat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah okay. the pirate. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's. I, I think I'm with Dan on this one. She is a pretty solid figure. I think she has a lot to offer. Um, but she generates a bystander, I believe. So, like, she she does have a lot there. Yeah, and she's Krakow on revival. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a thing. Um, so the first thing you have to do with swap teams is you want to get. It doesn't really matter what's on your starting force because you want to get as much on there as possible to get initiative. So really, you're trying to just get the cheapest figures that you can on there and getting at least an eight or nine initiative. So we go Magneto, we go uh, Kate Pride. I think we go with a Harry Leland for 50 points just because he's really good also for 50 points. You probably throw on at least one Dark Phoenix because it's 30 points. So that puts you at a four initiative and one he is no longer a thing yes so you're right now at four at 185 so is there anything else we could possibly throw on here we could throw a diamond patch on for 40 points um black heart if you throw on diamond patch and black heart that gives you a plus six which is just not good enough and you might as well not be themed well, so black card has that keyword, right? That we're all talking about. Yes. Yeah. So, so Mike, I, I really think black card's good, right? We've all talked about it. Black card's great. We want to run on, etc. Is he going to work on this team? Like, I feel like you know, I, I want to get two two high point care or a high point character that's going to kind of slow the team down. I understand we got a swap team. I understand we can pull all that out, but I'm just saying with this character. No, I like, definitely think he works because especially like. Again, what I'm thinking about with like with well that and like he ties in with Kate Pride because, I mean, yeah, she offers like steel energy and then he can again he can just like KO a Hellfire Club guard and then he can charge for free and if he's on click two or three he's charged Flurry Bladesing, and then he can steal energy and heal himself off of his stop click, so just being able to keep him in the fight that way I think is really good, but that's just again personal opinion. Um, we could also throw on a two by two Magneto because he's only twenty five points. Um, that is true. So that gives. I feel like our final team has to have a Blackheart and a Wineguard for sure. Um, and a and a Wineguard, not one or the other. Like have one of them on the sideline and one of them on the field. So you have two Wineguards on the team, possibly. No, no, no. You have one on the... It's like either a black heart on the field or a wine guard on the field. Oh, yeah, if if not both, because you can just get a TK Pog with wine guard and just throw a black heart out there. Um, So right now we got one, two, three, four, five, six, and we're at at 250. Wait, Uh, how are we at 250? Because it's Magneto, Cape Pride, Harry Leland, Dark Phoenix, Diamond Patch, and Magneto. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to find the cheapest... Um, Hellfire oh, see, I clubs. Had, I, just had, I just had Blackheart out on the field because that way you can swap for if you want to swap to Jason, you can because they're both 75 points. Oh, that way. But then you're only at a plus six, which is just, it's not even worth being themed at that yeah, point. Yeah, but I feel like this team isn't super dependent on map either. Um, the problem is we have no barrier to block against like a Batman or a Sky Tyrant. Is there any even barrier for this team? There should be, right? I thought there was. Um, I have to look. I don't. I don't have the th- uh, HC Realms open in front of me right now. That's why I've been very quiet. But I think there is. 
I don't character barrier. see any on here. Oh, Magneto does the um, swap Magneto. Oh, yeah, because he has it on his defense bar, right? Yeah, so if you take out a 2 by 2 Magneto and just throw in, let's just say Blackheart, just because. Um, You're at what, 260, I think? No, that's 300 exactly. Oh, wait, because you keep what, Diamond Patch was what you were saying? Yeah, unless there's another 40-point character out there, there is... Sunspot that's thirty five that leaves you five per- or five points for a, yeah, a sunspot's ring. Not, sunspot's just not good though. Well, you're you're swapping them out automatically, yeah. so we're not really worried oh. about if they're good or not. You're just swapping out <laughs> elixirs forty points. But the problem is, does this team need a ring? Because if you need a ring, then you take out Diamond Patch and bring in Sunspot. But I don't know if you even need a ring on this team. I don't really think you do. I don't know. I, I haven't seen, I, seen this. My huge. vote's no. Yeah, my vote's no on this ring. Um, I just don't think... I don't know. I don't know how much viable items are right now, right? Like, how many teams do we see nowadays with equipment? I still think they're pretty viable. The modifier is really good. The Waldo Arms is really good. The spin ring's always good. Yeah, I mean, I know they're I mean, good. I'm we got saying, we like, got power gem out there. We got reality gem, which is usually on all. Um, is there time? Is there time and space for it? Is what I'm saying. Because I feel like just the matches lately have been just so quick. I don't know even know if it's viable to put an item on. Yeah, I know there's items I, that are good. My, my only thing about this team is that it's just like there's not like the keyword itself is kind of restrictive just because there's not a ton of options. Like there's, there's a lot more than there used to be. Well, and that's why I just wanted to build as much as we could on the starting force, because then with Magneto, you can bring in acolytes and brotherhood. Oh yeah. 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 That's kind of the whole point of this was I was wondering if there's enough on hellfire to get a decent starting team and then Magneto can just... I don't think there's any Acolytes that are worth bringing into this. Um, there's Exodus. That's not bad. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if he's viable, too. Tempo's not bad, either. Um, but then you got a ton of Brotherhoods that you could choose from. So, let's just go with this. We've got a plus six... Um, what is our sideline? What are we hoping to bring in? We obviously want to bring in a wine guard, if possible. Do um, um, I think the, an Exodus? I think an Exodus would be good here. The problem also that I realized with this team just now is if we have a wine guard, we also need figures to take up his spots for Pogs on our sideline. So that's going to. Yeah, that's the yeah that's the problem I'm running into with this team. Um, I honestly actually think an Exodus swap would be kind of interesting here. The two by two. Oh, the instead two by of, two. Instead of so instead of running, Weingard, I would have Exodus on the sideline. I think and not have Weingard at all. Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. Um, so that gives us eight other things to use. So we need a Exodus, the two by two. Which will he help us against Sky Tyrant? Yes? Question mark. Um, I'm pulling him up now. I think he's good, honestly, because his he's got he's got precision EE. So he's well, his Genosa Force Field will that stop Sky Tyrant? Yes. 
Does that stop? I've never played him. Does that just stop him in his tracks? Yep, exactly. Yeah, you're just you're you stop moving. Yep, unless okay. you can figure, unless you can, unless you can f- somehow finagle the TK to get him inside the radius. Yeah, he's stopping. He's okay, not gonna move. So yeah, and that's for sure. Um, and he is Brotherhood and Acolytes. Let me look. Just look if there's any other Acolytes that would even be. I, I Temple is uh, good. I don't think for, Temple for Brotherhood. I would do the. Well, I'm just trying to get Acolytes out of the way to see if there's anything oh, okay. for that. Uh, let's see. We've got Polaris. No, Odair Magneto. The other Exodus. Maybe. Uh, Camella. No, Temple. Possibly. If we have the spots for it, House of X Magneto, I don't think you need unless you want a really cheap leadership on the team. Scanner, no. Uh, Brother, no. Amelia, no. Fabian Cortez, possibly, just because he's got that crazy power overload trait. Yeah. Frenzy, no. Random, no. Colossus, no. That's about it. So probably nothing else. Possibly a tempo. Possibly a Fabian Cortez. Um, um, for Brotherhood, uh, the robots, at least while they're still active, is a po- are, are possibilities. Which, oh yeah, the uh, Danger Rooms. Yep. Yep, for sure. So you're taking out, what are you taking out to bring Exodus in, I guess is what I'm I asking. would swap Blackheart. Really? Yeah. I just, I'm wondering what's your main attacker then? Well, you can swap like either Leland or Magneto um, out for like the robot Magneto or the Sabretooth, and then you have two good attackers. Yeah, and then if they get hit, you hit with Dark Phoenix, who just wins you the game. Um, I feel like uh, if you bring in Exodus, you don't need Harry then, because Harry is there to stop uh, Sky Tyrant from killing your team, but if Sky Tyrant just stops next to Exodus or in his field, you don't really need a Harry. Yeah, and then you can swap him out for either Magneto or Sabretooth, basically. I would yeah. I would like Harry on the sideline though, because I mean, if you it, you know if you still need the Harry, he's cheap enough to to use him. You know what I mean? Like, I think he still deserves to be on the sideline. And that case, well, yeah, that's what, well, that's what we're like. He can he can just start on the team because he'll still be like Hellfire Club theme. Then I guess is what we're okay. Doing. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, I don't think you need Diamond Patch. He just I kind of just threw him on there because he was a cheap forty points. He's good forty points. Like he's not a waste because like he offers a lot of good utility. He does. I just it it helps if you run into shape change. So if you play a shape change team or something like that. He's good on your team and also stealth. Um, I, I personally don't uh, think you need, I, don't Kate, like him. I personally don't think you need Kate pride on this team just because I feel like you can use it 65 points for something else. Well, if I'm, if I'm running black art, I kind of want her on there just because it makes him more durable. Um, and if I'm running this team, I honestly think I want the five point bonus for the, the doom map bonus. Problem is you're not gonna get it because our original. Yeah, I know. Was... I was trying to think of like a better way to shrink this team a little bit, but this team's just like kind I, of expensive. I mean, you could get rid of a dark phoenix and put in the white suits Magneto, but that's not worth a map bonus. Well, for Blackheart and Exodus, that's really good because Blackheart being able to generate a like you're guaranteed a Hellfire Club guard. So I guess what you could do is 
take out the Dark Phoenix, bring in the white suit Magneto, do the five points, but then have Dark Phoenix on your sideline. Yeah, as a swap. Yeah. And I don't see I don't see a problem in that. Because then you could swap out a diamond patch for a Dark Phoenix. Um you could swap out Actually, well, yeah, I was trying to think of, like, is there any better way of doing anything else here? I mean, you could do, I'm just trying to think of the math here in my head. You could swap out a diamond patch and a dark phoenix. What would be 40 points? Uh, Yeah, the math for Hellfire Club is not the greatest. No, it's tough. Um, And the Magneto brings brings in what keywords again? Uh, he brings in Brotherhood, Acolytes, and Hellfire. Did we put Mother on this sideline already? You or could, but I don't know. If I, she's... I just she's thirty five points. I just yeah. I just don't know if she's necessary. It is a TK, mm-hmm. but her perplex. I mean, she's good. Her KO is really bad. That Magneto Magneto mm. already basically offers most of that. Anyway, two's better than one most of the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think we're kind of coming up with what's the formula for this, right? I think this is probably as close as we're going to get for a modern, a modern competitive take to worlds team. Um, I think the pieces are there. Uh, we know what we need. It's just it's a very chunky team. It's it's a lot of points and. The problem is there's not a lot of synergy. They all kind of do their yeah. own thing and don't work well together. Right. I think you could learn how to like play them all together. It's just mm-hmm. they, I think they play like just, I don't know. I like I like it because it's interesting. But like I think having a forty point Shadow King in your sideline is something because he's got that triple target mind control. Yeah, he's got triple. He's got outwit that sees through hindering, which is good. So that's something. I just I love me some Shadow King, so yeah. I'm all about that one. There's yeah. just it's there, but I don't think we have the time in this episode to find it. Yeah, uh, it's the biggest I mean, pro- the biggest problem that I find with this is you don't get a very high initiative with Hellfire Club. No, I was just thinking that your team isn't like super dependent on map. I guess if you in like Exodus, you probably would need more of an open map. But I don't know. I don't know if you need that either. To be honest, for him, I just I feel like if you go against a Batman team, you are, I mean, you do have one barrier with Magneto, so maybe, but I don't know, it's tough. I think we did, but we can. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, not a bad team. It's just again, it's, a, it's just like Dan said, it's just not sync. It just doesn't sync well, and it's very chunky. I don't have the brain power right now to make it <laughs> super good because it is very limited. Um, I think it's there. It's just like you said, clunky, and your initiative just isn't really high enough to do it. And then the math for the swapping is really because, like, you have juggernauts, but there's really nothing to swap in for a juggernaut. Yeah, especially like I, I want, I want to see the the hundred point one get used because I think he's still very viable in this meta because he can go most of the way across the board and slam an entire team because he has giant reach um, with Quake, which is still really good. 
So I don't know. I it's it's very strange that he's not seeing any play. You do have legacy, the twenty point legacy destiny, which I think is a must play on Hellfire Club or Brotherhood. I'm sorry. That is fair because she's very good with prob and her defense power. So and she her. just gets yeah she just gets the defense of an adjacent friendly character, and you're gonna always see eighteens out there, which is good. So. And that's your prob because I don't. I mean, you have Kate Pride, but I really think you just swap her out. Um, nah, I mean, I think it's situational. I, I I like her. She's taxi now, right? She's got sidestep passenger three. Um, yeah, she, she's what she's there if you need her. Let I like her movements. Prob. I like it. I like her if I'm playing Blackheart because it makes him yeah. a lot more survival because he can charge. Um, mm-hmm. She need like obviously it's the whole like she gives out energy and then she can do the unequip thing which is pretty good so that's yeah. good against like any equipment teams obviously um and then she you know again she's got the critical and revival so she can well but it doesn't really matter for this team yeah i don't know yeah she can't bring it she can't revive a black heart which kind of sucks Heck, uh yeah she could anyway because it's x-men yeah it has to be x-men yeah i I don't so know, like I, with that case, her crack coin revival doesn't even play in this game. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's why I don't think you play her. That's or, a bummer. Yeah, I guess I would swap her then. Yeah, that's fair. I'd probably swap her out then. I just like she's there Black, though. I just like her with Blackheart because she makes him a lot more survival when he uses charge. Because it's like, oh, he's charging, and now he's steel energy too on top of it. Yeah. And this team might change once Umpire comes out. I don't know what all Brotherhood and everything will be out there. So that's something uh, we can come back to. Don't spoil it. I was just gonna I was just gonna like count them out and be like, there's like this I think there's like under ten that have that keyword in the set. So Yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah, it'd be interesting. All right, well, that is our best efforts on Hellfire Club. If anyone has any ideas, let us know on Facebook. On uh, Worlds. <laughs> on Worlds. Uh, but now we're going to get into our clicking it question of the day. There's no such thing as stupid questions, except for Billy's questions. So this one had nothing to do with Hero Clicks, so I thought it would be a fun one. And I'll probably be doing more of these, but it was, if you could play one video game, for the first time all over again, which one would it be? Uh, we had a few people on Facebook, so let me read those off real quick. Uh, Bat Bentley said Arcanium for PC. I've never heard of that game. Have either of you guys heard of that one? No, but yeah. I am Googling it now. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have any idea what it's about. Yeah. I've heard of it, but I don't have any idea what it's about. Um, Rick Shaw said X-Men Legends. Uh, Matty G said Zero Horizon Dawn. The Last of Us or the Uncharted games. He says he doesn't really play retro games. Um, I wish I knew who this guy was. He looks like a Viking, and I, he's got like some Nordic name text that I can't read. But Legend of Dragoon, that was one of my favorite PlayStation games back in the day. Oh my gosh, I'm right there with you. Legend of Dragoon was I, now, I, one I feel like very underrated, but two like it is an amazing game. Now like, mechanic like. There's just a lot to it. Go I, on. I do have to admit, I did never finish it because I got really, oh, yeah, I got far in it, but then I don't know what happened. I just remember just stopped playing it, and I never. It feels long. That's what happened. <laughs> but all those PlayStation RPG games took you forever to finish. Like, yeah. they, they weren't like a four or five hour game. They were like a forty to sixty hour game. 
I think this is Aaron. I think that's who that is. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, MVP with Legend of Dragon. Yes, because a- I think that's that's definitely a game that a lot of people want, like remakes of. Um, and it would be an awesome game to remake. I just know that like a lot of people, I, at least for me, like I didn't finish it either. I got pretty far in it. Um, I think I needed collecting. I think I got all the Dragon dudes, but um, I just never finished it. And I get understand like it had a mechanic that like was really cool, but it did demand a lot of like, oh, you just wait till the box matches, then you hit X, and then yeah. you do it again. It's like, it wasn't nothing crazy or inventive. It was just, you had to focus on that. It, I shouldn't say it wasn't innovative, but uh, it was a lot. <laughs> it did take a lot. It was just a game that a lot of people forget about because there's so many other bigger named <laughs> games out there, and it never got a sequel. Like, there is no yeah. Legends of Dragoon 2. So I feel right. like that's why a lot of people forget about it because it doesn't have a sequel and it wasn't like a big time name like a Final Fantasy or a Breath of Fire or a Chrono Trigger or something right. like that. But uh, I mean, but it was a great like concept, right? Like you got dragons, then you got sp- like you take the spirit form of a dragon. Like it's just awesome. I could talk all day about this game. It's yeah. great. Um, Justin Hafford said Mist. I never got into Mist. I, it's a classic game. Like. I know they're they're remastering or remaking it for PC, and I knew it was a huge thing back in the '90s, but I never got into Mist. Um, Peter Marshfell said, uh, "Rogue Galaxy" or Fire Emblem for the GBA. Fire Emblem's good. Miles Kane said, "Chrono Cross," absolutely. Mm-hmm. David Stockman said, "Pokemon Red." I was a Pokemon Blue guy, to be honest. I love my mm-hmm. Squirtle. Uh, yeah. R- Roberto Toro says River City Ransom, which I don't know what that is. It sounds familiar, but I don't know what it is. Do either of you guys heard of that game? I am frantically Googling right now. River City <laughs> Ransom. Yeah, I have, I re- I've heard of that, but I don't know. Again, don't know anything about it. Well, I'll talk on on Arcanium. Arcan- I looked up Arcanium. It was like a turn-based like card-style game. It looked pretty cool. Um this one, Ransom's River City Ransom. Man, this look, man, this looks dope. <laughs> it looks like it's just a side scroller little street game. It looks like it's um oh Twin Dragon. No, I don't know. It looks like a um, Fist of the Dragon type of game, um, but it's just on the street side scroller. Pick a couple characters. This River City Ransom looks awesome. It's <laughs> a good uh, choice. We had a couple more. I posted on the Hero Clicks uh, players and collectors page. Uh, Dustin Kennedy said Skyrim. Which is funny because I just downloaded the remaster one like a couple days ago, or by that, that's that's a good answer because I feel like Skyrim is just totally just constantly coming out like well, it just keeps re releasing and people still buy it and still play it. Well, and I feel like Skyrim to me is like as close to a perfect game as you can get. And yeah, I don't know. I I, I can't I can't talk on it because I've never played it. But yeah, I, I yeah. do know a lot of people who who like. Are obsessed with it and I, I understand it's got its ratings it's got that but yeah no yeah <laughs> um he also said bioshock which i love the first bioshock would you kindly um never mm-hmm. got into the other ones though so but the first one is definitely a classic uh alan ferris also said skyrim and then ryan uh embry said fable which fable was fun but we got some broken promises on those three games for sure and um he said Orcarina of Time, which was a classic Legend of Zelda on N64. Uh, Kane, if you could play a game for the first time all over again, which game would it be? 
Um, it easily, hands down, and I might go on a tangent on this, but Final Fantasy X um, definitely would be my, my re-experience. I remember that as a kid, like, playing it, and it was just... The graphics were amazing. It had awesome, like, um, cut scenes. The Blitz characters ball. were wonderful. You gotta love awesome. Blitzball. Oh, my God. Blitzball. I do love Blitzball. I'm still looking for a real-life game with that Blitzball. I'll get fit just to play Blitzball. You tell me right now. I'll play Blitzball. Like, that that game is amazing. It's got great characters. Um, I, I love the concept. I love the fact that she's a summoner. Like, you could bring these Aeons, these spirit things. It's like, obviously, like, those are continuation of the franchise. But, like, the thing about Final Fantasy X, like, I felt like... We had, you know, that that's the game. We got those those that type of modern age graphics. Um, and it was just mind-blowing, right? Like, we have Final Fantasy IX, which I love, but, like, those were still PlayStation 1 um, graphics. Final Fantasy X, I think, was the first Final Fantasy on PS2. So, like, I don't know, like, just modern-day graphics. And it, was, and it was Square Enix, so it felt like it was ahead of its time. It was just mind-blowing. Um, the story was great. The, the, the gameplay was long enough to just, just keep you entertained. Um, there's a lot of obviously hunting and stuff you can do for your sphere grids and like all these things. And it's just, man, I could talk about the Final Fantasy 10 all day because that is my favorite game. It might be my favorite game of all time, like period. So I would love to re-experience that. It definitely got me back into the series because after seven, I wasn't a, f- eight was okay, but it wasn't great. I never got into nine. I've tried playing it so many times. Mm-hmm. I just can't get into the game. And then when I saw 10 come out, like you said, I was just blown away. Like the graphics, the battle right. mechanics, everything, the turn. Mm-hmm. Like I love that it was still turn based still, which the mm-hmm. new ones, the remake should have been still turn based or there should have been an option to make it turn based. Um, right. The story, the music, everything was just great about that game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dan, if there was a game you could play for the first time all over again, what would it be? Uh, my two picks would probably be God of War. And... Two picks? Hold on, we get one pick on this thing. Well, I'm doing I'm two sure. picks too, so if you want another oh one, my God. you can no, after Dan's ahead. done. No, Final Fantasy Ten's my answer. Go on, Dan. Sorry about that. Uh, probably God of War. Just cause I... Shout out to Ricky. Thanks for letting me borrow that, because that was fantastic. So, so you're talking PS4 version then? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I didn't get into the old ones too much, but I mm-hmm. just as like a standalone, like I understood the lore and like the story, but I never really played them. But just the just the story of that game itself was beautiful. Um, and probably Spyro. Like I, I'm, I'm old. Like that was Dude, my like that it. was that was my game growing up as a kid. Like that was I think my first video game. So I loved Spyro. It was those those that trilogy was so much fun. Like I was so excited when they announced the like remaster. I bought it right away because I wanted to just. I didn't care. I was like, I will replay this just because of how much I enjoyed it the first time. Uh, Those bef- are good choices right there. Good bef- choices. Before I go, do you want a second choice, Kane? Oh, no. My answer is five minutes ten, period. <laughs> okay. So I could think of another one, but like, God of- no, no, I'll, I'll speak on it, though, because I'm playing through God of War right now. I'm almost done with it. Um, it, it is an amazing game. The graphics are incredible. Uh, I'm playing on PS5, so I don't know if there's an upkick to it. Um, it's not like a remake or anything, but um, it, it's a phenomenal story. Uh, I'm the same way with you, Dan. Like, it, it, I don't. This technically is my answer. Then my second pick is God of War because, like, I I don't have the same background. I I do have the same background as you, Dan, where I haven't played all the games. I know enough of him. I know about like he's this crazy, like this raging Spartan. And when you play God of War, he it just totally just hits on this man who had a past. He's moving forward. He's all he's he's a father. Doesn't know how to be a father. He's he. (laughs) 
have his relationship with his father and he's teaching his son these lessons and it's like i, I don't know man this, this <laughs> that game is a it, is phenomenal so that's a, that's a really good pick dan and if i had a second pick it would be that one so it's really hard for me because that's all i did as a kid was play video games so there's so right. many just classics out mm-hmm. there like i but, was i was thinking, I, I was gonna say real quick like don't get me wrong just to speak on that like i'm gonna let you go but like Metal Gear Solid, like I talked about yeah. Metal Gear Solid, Legend Dragoon, like all this stuff. Like I agree at one hundred percent. There's so many games that are out there that are phenomenal. And it's just like there there's a lot to pick from. But like what really sings to you? You know what I mean? Like I was thinking like the original Resident Evil, <laughs> even though as corny as it mm. was, it just I remember that game terrified me as a kid. <laughs> like even though the acting was so bad and that's not today's standards. But I would probably mm. my runner up would probably be a game that no one has ever heard of that my brother introduced to me. It was called Vandal Hearts. It was a um, a grid-based game, kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, not a lot of people know about it. If you can get a copy out there, it is a phenomenal game. The storyline is great. It's it's like an RPG game. Like You level up your character or characters, I think, at the... Like you start off with three guys, and then by the last battle or so, you have like, I want to say like fifteen or sixteen people on your team. But you level them up, and then you can choose which direction you want them to go. If you want them to be an archer, or if you want them to be a sniper, if you want them to be a mage, or you want them to be a white mage. It's a super cool game. But uh, and I've probably played through it like at least ten times. But I think if I had to pick a game to relive all over again, I'm in that Final Fantasy category, and it'd have to be Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII, to me, is the perfect game. The story, the music, the characters, the scenery, the battle system, there was not one bad thing about that game. Except for, spoiler alert, they kill one of the main characters halfway through it, which I'm still not over. Um, (laughs) Which, on top of that, though, like, to speak on that, like, I don't think a game had done that at that point, right? Like, I don't think you get attached to these characters and you never understand there was never any um uh uh what stakes there was never any stakes yeah you know what i mean like this this game added that so yeah i agree nothing pissed you off more than leveling Aerith to max level <laughs> getting her super <laughs> limit break and then you can't play her anymore because Sephiroth kills her. It's like, oh, yeah. I worked so hard to get her ultimate limit break and everything, and then that jerk goes ahead <laughs> and kills her, and I can't ever play with her again. And then they tease you throughout the entire game by giving her like little ghost glimpse or whatever, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that game was just phenomenal. There's so much hidden stuff in there. The only thing I know that I've never completed in that game is, is beat Ruby what we- uh sorry Ruby weapon. I've beaten Emerald weapon, mm. but I cannot for the life of me beat Ruby weapon. <laughs> I remember have, you, even, have you ever gone back as an adult to do it? I haven't, but the amount of hours I put alone yeah. <laughs> into trying to beat Ruby weapon is probably more hours than I did playing it through uh, the first time and i probably yeah. i think i still have my old memory cards and i'm pretty sure they say like 60 70 hours worth of playtime for one gameplay um but i remember taking a picture with an old polaroid camera when i beat emerald weapon because i was like what i beat him <laughs> and i did it without <laughs> the uh, underwater gem because if there was a under because when you face him you only have 20 minutes to beat him because there's a little counter 
in the corner. Right. But if you equip the underwater materia, the uh, timer goes away. And I remember beating it without the uh, timer because he because he had so much HP. But yeah, I'm pretty sure beating Ruby Weapon is the only thing that I never accomplished in that game. So maybe one day. But to me, that's just the perfect game. I still play it. Uh, it I, gives us the one of the best like cin- like one of the best video game moments of all time. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Most memorable, like it's still talked about yeah. today. Like even gamers that yep. never played it know about that <laughs> scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I think noise there. I think the remake was okay. It did it some justice. I'm really still pissed off that they're saying that if you want to play the second half, you have to get a PlayStation Five, which I heard they're not even producing anymore right now. So screw you, Sony. Well, they, um, no, they are. It's just they're. It's just shorthanded because of the chip short. Like that's not on them. That's just I know. You, it's just you can't get. You just can't get chips. But it is on them that they made it only for PlayStation Five, which is kind of a bull Wait, crap. I, I don't know. I'm on the opposite fence. Like it sucks if you don't have a PS Five, but at the same time, like it, it's you can't have it, it for what that game is going to do. I don't think you can function on a PS Four. And if we look at like Cyberpunk, which is a whole thing on its own, but like. That's the same thing, right? Like Cyberpunk was supposed to be a next gen console, um, and it, everyone want that could play it could only play it on PS4 and everything. And then when you play it on that stuff like PS4, Xbox, etc., it just didn't function. And I think that's why they're trying to avoid that for the next next well, yeah, seven. I, I agree. It sucks. Get into that time where they're only going to make new releases for PS5, like that's just going to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I just it it's kind of a slap in the face. Like, here's a tease: you get the first half, but if you want to play the second half, buy our new system. I don't. I, that just was kind of a jerk move to me. And I could go on a whole tangent on the remake. Yeah. Like I said, the remake was good. Um, I played it right away. I think it took me two weeks or so to to beat it, but I missed the turn base. The turn base make, make. was just to me is what makes Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. And all those RPG games, I wish there was some sort of option where instead of the, it felt more like a hack and slash than a role playing game yeah. because that's what it I, was. Yeah, I, I like the gameplay, but I do understand like if you did want that nostalgic turn base, I think there was a function, but that you could do a turn base, but it wasn't the same. Like it didn't, it just wasn't the same. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but <laughs> so maybe, were... maybe maybe in the maybe in the future, Adam, we can uh, talk about this on a different platform. Yeah. Wink, wink, smiley face. Yeah. Wink, wink. Um, spoiler mm. alert out there, I will say, our good friendy Kane over here is thinking about doing a podcast himself, and I'm assuming mm-hmm. it's going to be on like video games and movie-based genre, correct? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and touch this here before we get into Kane's media corner here. Is I, I have talked to Adam about it. It is something that I definitely want to pursue. Um, so I, I will come out with more information later, but it will definitely be something that I cover like TCGs. I cover like, uh, the media and conversation, media topics. Obviously I'll have different, I'm trying to maybe do two episodes a week. Um, but cause there's just so much to always talk about. And I feel like we can always switch it up every then, um, in worst case scenario, it's one episode a week. Um, but there's always things to talk about. And I feel like, uh, I, I always want to go on tangents and rants. And so like Adam, like talking about final fantasy seven, like, that would be a great episode. Just talk about Final Fantasy VII, just in general, things upcoming, DLC, the remake, the old game. Like, just just go on a tangent, right? Like, that's 
that's what I look forward to. Uh, that's a platform I could talk about the Marvel movies. I can talk about um, Disney, just everything, right? So, um, but yeah, I look forward to that. Um, I'm hoping sometime soon, maybe beginning of next year. Um, that's coming around the corner, but uh, we'll see. So, well, if you ever need someone for the games and movie nights, hit me up because I have lots to say. Oh yeah, <laughs> all right, bet. Um. All right. So we are going to get into our last segment, which kind of rolls us into what we were just talking about, and that is Kane's Media Corner. All right, I'm going to start this off because I saw possibly <laughs> the worst movie that I have ever seen in theaters. Uh-oh. And that, my friends, is Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon <laughs> yes. City. I did not watch this, but I, I, it looked like a dumpster <laughs> fire, bro. And I'm so, so glad you watched it. Please tell us about it, Adam. Please so, tell us about it. For for those of you who don't want to hear any spoilers or me ranting on how god-awful Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City was, thanks for listening. Peace be with you. See you next week. (laughs) And before you leave, though, I will say, if you want to stick around and listen to this, I am going to cover very briefly uh, Digimon TCG, uh, new Disney movie, uh, new arc system? No, that's not right. New show on Netflix, um, Arcane, and Hawkeye. I won't spoil anything when we get to those. Just a heads up, I will be covering that. So, Adam, take us away. So, I have been a lifelong Resident Evil fan. I loved the first one, the director's cut, Resident Evil 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 was kind of trash, 7, 8, Code Veronica, Survivor, all those, all those games. All of them. I, um, the movies with Mila Jovovich were okay. The first two were good, and then they just went a downward slope after they started giving her psychic powers. It was just dumb. <laughs> like, let's bring psychic powers into Resident Evil. It had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, they just basically were just a paycheck for uh, Jovovich at that time because I think there were six, seven, something like that. Um, I think six sounds right. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was. Seven, if I'm not mistaken. But like by the end, it was just like fan service, but just bad fan service. So like, um, they brought back some characters from the first one. They and I believe it was number five. They brought in Leon and Barry, but then you never saw them again. And they're like iconic players <laughs> or figures, uh, not figures, act characters. characters in it. But I'm going down the wrong rabbit hole. Um, so this one was just a hodgepodge. So they tried to combine Resident Evil 1 and 2 together. And they also mm-hmm. threw in some Veronica a little bit in there. Um, but right out of the gates, they start off in the orphanage from the remake of Resident Evil 2, where Claire and Leon apparently are orphans. Like, what? No, that's that they're not orphans. Just dumb. It's, they, yeah. just, they just threw the... Um, orphanage in there because it was a fan service to that. Uh, so they're really young at that point. I'm not going to go word by word for the movie, but... And then uh, Lisa from the Resident Evil remake is also in the orphanage, but 
nobody knows about hmm. her, but she keeps like spying on Claire in the middle of the night, and then they kind of like find each other. One like Claire follows her to where she is walking to, and apparently after that they're best friends. Um, <laughs> but then like it's just it's I'm trying to not just tear this movie apart. Uh, there's just so much fan service, but it's bad fan service. So like there's one scene right after the orphanage where Claire is riding in a semi with a semi driver who's eating a hamburger. Sound familiar? Well, yeah, it's from Resident Evil 2, the remake. Uh, but now yeah. Claire's in the truck and they do the whole hit the character or hit the woman and everything like that. Um, but like the, yeah, the I, casting I, was, I, the casting was terrible. No, yeah. no f- character in this movie portrayed or like even resembled a character from the game. Claire was maybe the closest, but Leon, who is supposed to be this just badass cop, like even in the game, even though he's a rookie, he knows what he's doing and he's not afraid of anything. The, the character development, in this one for Leon was horrible. He was like this clumsy rookie cop that just didn't know anything was was scared to fire a gun and all this kind of stuff um wow. they they with Jill Valentine I don't care when they do this but it's just weird like they they made her some she was either latin or she was black or something like that like they completely changed what Jill looked like like she wasn't the Jill that we know it was just a completely different one um, Chris was okay. Uh, Chris was the guy from, if you ever watched the babysitter or, or killer babysitter, whatever it was, he was the jock that always had his shirt off. He's been in a couple other things too. I can't remember what, um, Wesker. If you guys, have you guys watched the umbrella Academy? No. Dan, do you know the umbrella Academy? Uh, yes. Uh, Wesker was played by the guy that was the big muscle guy from that show. Oh, okay. So that's not the worst casting in the world that they could have done. But Wesker's not built like that. So that's why I kind of had a problem with that. He was more like slimmer. He, he could have been a great Barry Burton, but guess what? There was no Barry Burton in this movie. I don't know what resident evil has against Barry Burton, but he has been in the first one about five seconds of the third one at the end of the movie or the end of the game. And he had his, I think he was in resident evil revelations too, but like Barry Burton is like a classic character that gets no love by Capcom. And I don't know why they don't like him. So there was no Barry Burton, but they did have the original cast. So they had Brad Vickers. They had, um, Joseph, the guy that gets eaten by the dog in the opening of the resident evil game. They had Chris Redfield, Claire, and uh, did they have Forrest in it? I can't remember if they had Forrest in there or not. They didn't have Rebecca Chambers, but she was kind of, she's never been a fan favorite of mine anyways. But the fact they didn't have Barry Burton in this movie was kind of just bad. But um, yeah, I'm going to chime in real quick. Like I, I remember catching this trailer and I was like, all right, cool. Like they did that scene um, in Resident Evil where like, I think Leon's watching on the camera and someone's like getting eaten or chased down the hallway yeah, they're getting chased down the hallway, but yeah, like that scene, I was like, oh, let's go. And then two things happen. One, they introduced the guy that played Chris, Red- Chris Redfield, um, which was uh, Ro- Robbie um, Amell, I think. Um, that guy, anytime I see him in anything, I know it's like just a bougie movie. Like I know <laughs> it's just a cheap one-off. Like anytime I see him in anything, it's just not a good movie, which I mean, he's a good looking man. I'm sure he's acting is okay, but I just never see him in a good movie. 
And then the second thing that that, <laughs> that warned me this was going to be a trash fire is Leon. Um, Leon he does was... not look like he fits in his he, his shoot his, his suit. Like he just does not look like a good character. He was <laughs> casted so bad. And it, bad. I don't think Very it was the bad. actor's fault. It was the way he was written. Like he's not this right. badass cop. He's he's your typical rookie cop you see in movies almost. Like doesn't know anything. He's scared that it's his first day on the job. There was one scene that really bothered me with him. So he is at the front desk, and he's listening to music on headphones. I think he's sleeping. And there's the one classic scene from Resident Evil 2 where the truck driver got bit and he's like swerving back and forth and he crashes straight into the precinct and Leon doesn't even flinch. Like, okay, I'll give you the I'll make the case where you're listening to music so you don't hear anything, but you have to have that stuff really cranked up. But the fact that you don't hear the tremor of the semi crashing into the precinct doesn't wake you up. And then the truck driver gets out of the truck. He's not zombified, obviously. He's completely on fire and just walks up straight to Leon. And then Chief Irons shoots the guy. And then Leon wakes up. It's like none of that. I mean, we're talking about zombies. It's not realistic, but come on. Like, you're you're going to wake up when you feel a semi drive into the building. Well, I'm glad you got to watch a movie and experience it so I don't have to. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go on too much longer, but like... So what they kind of did, they combined one and two together, but they took the characters from the first one, Claire and Chris, and threw them into the story of the second game, and they did the vice versa with Claire and Leon, where they threw them into the first game. So they completely just swapped spaces for the most part of the, the movie, and the zombies to me weren't really even zombies. They were like conscious zombies, which that's not what um, Resident Evil zombies are to me. Uh, one other thing that bothered me, Kane, what is a line from Resident Evil 1 that's iconic that was in one of the journals? Like, what's one oh, of the. Like, I have no idea. I oh, can't remember. Okay. I, yeah. um, <laughs> one of the most iconic journal. Um, uh, journal writings that you read in Resident Evil. It's called, it's just itchy tasty. It's a, a document hmm. of a guy that got it, like got the T virus in him. And, you know, you read the first page of the document and it's a normal sounding dude. But then the longer you read the journal, it just gets worse and worse. Like the spelling gets wrong and he's not um, saying things correctly. And then the Anything. last, and then the last page just says itchy tasty. Um, when Claire finally finds her brother at the house, there's a zombie that writes itchy tasty in blood on the window. And I'm like, that's not, <laughs> that's not what zombies do. Like they, just, <laughs> they don't spell on windows and they never really explain what happened to the town. They just say, Oh, there is something in the water that's turning everybody zombified. But the people that are on the police force are all fine. Um, another scene was there was a lady, Leon's in a cafe. <laughs> it's just, there's so many bad scenes in this one. I know. Like, I, just, I just know how passionate you are. <laughs> because Resident Evil is one of my favorite franchises of yeah, all times. I could tell. But, I could uh, tell. Leon's sitting in a cafe and there's a waitress that comes up and all of a sudden she starts bleeding from her eye and Leon's like, uh, your eye's bleeding. And she's like, oh yeah, it's been like that for a couple of weeks. It's probably nothing. What? Okay, what? <laughs> if, if I'm bleeding from my eye for the first time, bet your ass I'm going to go to the doctor, not just, oh, it's probably nothing. Let alone two Even weeks. It's been happening for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. It was just, 
And then the the final thing I'll just complain about is, you know, Leon is just like this rookie, classic rookie movie cop. And they do the scene at the very end because William Birkin is also in the movie. Uh, him and Wesker have like that fight that turns William Wesker or that turns William Birkin into the monster because he injects the G virus into him. But um, uh, the very end is the train scene where William Birkin turns into a big blob, doesn't turn into a big blob, turns into a tyrant. And then Chris and Claire are fighting the tyrant. And out of nowhere, Leon just happens to find this rocket launcher on the train and shoots it. And then Chris looks like, really? A rocket launcher? It's like, yeah, I found it in the back. And then they get off the train. They walk out of the tunnel. Credits roll. I'm like, seriously? That's how we're ending the movie? Wow. Like, come <laughs> on. Give me a break. They could have. They could have at least. I don't know if you guys remember the good old. I'll play it for you while I'm looking it up. But the the good old guitar. Have you ever played Resident Evil Two, Kane? No, no, I I have. I I, I, I wish I could talk. Like I, my thing with the thing, with the games and everything, like the movies. I watched a couple of the first, the Mia, whatever her name is, Jolovich. Um, Golovich. Uh, I watched a couple of those movies, the first, second, and maybe the third. Um, and a little bit of like the sixth, whatever one. Um, but, uh, and in the video games, my brother was more on all that stuff. I played like the first one barely. And then the, I watched him play the rest of it, <laughs> but I, I don't remember anything in it. And then, um, yeah. So the video games, I don't know too much of, but um, like it, they could have at least ended it. Um, I'm trying to find the guitar solo for the, uh, ending here. Is this it? Leon? Hey, let's see here. No, that's the wrong one. Come on, it can't be that hard to find here. Is this it? <laughs> yeah, right here. So this is how it should have ended. Just, I would have been way happier if it ended this way. Like, the guitar for this was so iconic back then, if anyone here has ever played Resident Evil 2. Like, I, I played this game just to get to the ending song. And this was before <laughs> the days of, like, YouTube and stuff like that, where you could just yeah. go find it. Um, but like, it just, it just ends with, it's Claire, Leon, Chris, Claire, Leon, Chris, and who's a fourth one, Jill and Sherry Birkin, who somehow shows up in the movie, just walk out of this tunnel and then it fades the black credits roll. Like there's no, like, okay, we need to go stop umbrella or anything like that. It's just, they couldn't even end it on like an a new franchise cliffhanger. <laughs> well, like usually what happens in these, they do blow up the mansion at the very end, but that doesn't do anything for all the zombies in the town. Like usually they end on like they nuke the city or something like that to cover all the evidence or something like that. They don't even do that. Like now there's just zombies running rampant through raccoon city and stuff like that. It was just, I almost walked out. I really did. Like I wa- I, I checked my watch. <laughs> so did, you, did you go to the theater times. for this? I did. Like, oh my god! This this wasn't a go to theaters movie. This was a straight to Netflix. This was barely good for the Sci Fi Channel, in my opinion. Right? Like, and those are bad movies. And, Ouch! And yeah, like it had so many f- actors that are only on Netflix. I could have swore this was a straight to Netflix kind of movie. But yeah. I I looked at my watch several times. And I contemplating leaving and gonna go and go see Ghostbusters. <laughs> it was that bad. Like, but I'm like, you know what? I've never walked out of a movie in my life. 
Um, I'm doing it for the for the fandom. Like, <laughs> I love my Resident Evil. I'm, I'm just going to stick it through. But I will probably... I might watch this again, but that's like if there's nothing else, <laughs> Man, committed, and, and committed. I am completely bored out of my mind, and there's nothing else on. But that's, that's it, it was funny. it was a rough movie to watch. Like I, I, yeah. I, I was about one more bad cheesy line to uh, go watch Ghostbusters. I will say though, it did have one jump scare that got me really good, and that and that is one <laughs> thing Resident Evil is really good at is jump scares, right. and there was one that took me completely off guard and scared the crap out of me. So I will give a quarter of a star back to the movie for that one, but that is, <laughs> yeah, that is it. it. There, was, there was a Netflix movie that well, I thought was Resident Evil that I actually didn't mind. I think it was a, I think it was a full animated movie. Yeah, the right? animated yeah. one is like Damnation or something like that. Yeah, it was interesting. And I was like, okay. And then, because I think I played like Resident Evil's Six, I believe. Which is the worst one. I'm going to tell you straight oh. out. That is the worst <laughs> Resident Evil game. That one was complete garbage. Well, that was uh, Adam's Media Corner. Like I said, <laughs> I, I could go on and on and on. <laughs> oh, been, we can tell. I've been wrapping tell. up for this one because like, I got a lot oh, to say about this one, but uh, I'll leave it at good. that. Don't go see it. That is my... Christmas present to all of you out there is save your thirteen or fourteen dollars. Go see oh something God. else rather than Resident Evil. Wait for it to come out on Netflix or HBO Max or whatever. No, 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 no. It was Resident Evil Five. That's what I played. Okay, that that was a decent one. That I like that one. That was pretty good. Um, but yeah, well, a movie you can go see in theaters is a movie that is called Encanto. It is a new Disney Pixar movie that just came out, completely different from Resident Evil. <laughs> it is a, I think, I think it's Colombian. So it's a Disney movie that is like, it's a Colombian family who have like special powers, um, and, and like they live day to day with them, um, and they're not super crazy. Like it's not like, um, it's not like like mutant X-Men powers. It's more of like little quirks and things, um, and it is a very beautiful movie. And it, ta- it touches base on, like, a lot of, like, real-life stuff. Um, but it's also got that Disney magical thing to it. Um, it is a very, very awesome movie. I don't I don't want to spoil it or anything because I, I want to put it on here. Like, go support that movie. Go check it out. It's Disney, so it's going to make its money, whatever. But, like, it is – if you have kids, like, we went – me and my lady went, and there was a bunch of kids in theater, and, like, kids were just, just watching this and loving it. And it was a it was a good movie. So if you have really kids, go take one. I, really, I, I just really enjoyed it as, like – I just I thought it was great. I liked it. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, I thought it was great. Yes. <laughs> what was your favorite part? What you what, what? Yeah, tell me more about it. Like, what do you overall think? I just it was really it was I just felt it was like really wholesome. But it like yeah I it I think Disney's doing a good job of trying to not be what they were like be 30, diverse. thirty years ago. Yeah, like I felt like they did a good job of representing like the the culture and. Like, even though they didn't, like, specify, like, where they were from exactly, or they didn't, like, they didn't, because I think you're... If you know, you know, but, like, they didn't specify. Yeah, like, the the way they spoke and, like, some of the, like, Mm -hmm. the little idiosyncrasies of, like, things they said sounded Colombian, because my, my, one of my my girlfriends was Colombian, so, like, I had some, like, understanding of it. I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. 
Yeah. My girlfriend turned to me and she's like, they're Colombian. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, yeah. that's like, there was like little, little touches that I'm like, oh, they're Colombian. Cause otherwise like they don't, they don't really tell yeah, you. Yeah. They don't specify. Yep. So I was like, okay, yeah. this is cool. But I, I mean, I liked it. It was a good movie. Yeah. And I, I want me and my lady, like, it was pretty cool. Cause I'll touch, a, I'll do, say a little bit here is like, they touch on this, like, there's one character who's, like, the eldest of the family, and, like, her power is, like, she's very buff, and she like, she's strong. Um, but, like, it, it, talk, it, like, hits ahead where, like, she's the eldest of the family, and she has to carry so much burden on her back, and she has to just have to deal with it, and she doesn't say anything. No one asks her, and she's, everybody assumes that she can deal with it, and deep down, she's, like, breaking down, and it's, like, me and my lady look at each other, because we're both the eldest of our family, and we're just, like, damn, that, that hit a note, and so, <laughs> really good storytelling, and pretty, pretty awesome movie overall. I'm glad you watched it, Dan. I'm glad you liked it, too. So, that's good. Um, Adam, if you got, you got little ones, you gotta, gotta go watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they're but, not uh, really that big into the theaters yet, so I'll probably wait till, um, comes Disney, comes Plus. Disney Plus, like, until we get yeah. another Disney Plus weekend. <laughs> well, another, another thing on Disney Plus, and I'll, I'll try to move that as quick because I know we're getting a little long on the tooth here, but uh, Hawkeye. I'm not going to spoil it. I don't know. Have you guys watched it yet, Dan? How does Marvel keep doing this? <laughs> like, not- like it's, so, <laughs> it's so good. Oh. It's so good. Like, how do they just consistently put out tens after tens after tens? Like, it's so good. Like yeah. again, M- MCU is yeah. they they the casting that they do is perfect. I what's her name? Um, Steinfeld or whatever her name. Haley Steinfeld. Haley yeah. Steinfeld. She is a great Kate Bishop. Man, her and Jeremy Renner's like uh, 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 chemistry is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like it's really cool. Like, I also love the guy that whoever they cast for Jack. I do not know who that is specifically, but yeah, I know it's a little typecasting, but I'm like. Yeah. You still hit the nail on the head. Doesn't matter. I the yeah. only thing yeah. the only thing I don't know, and the only thing I do know about this is because it's in the game that I play, Muzzle or Marvel Puzzle Quest, is the One Eyed <laughs> Dog. I don't know anything about that thing. Oh, it was called uh, what's the name of it? Something Pizza Pizza Dog, right? I think they call it Pizza Dog. Or yeah, because he's in my game that I play almost every day. But and then I saw, I'm like, oh, I know him. <laughs> it's like I know him, the One Eyed Pizza Dog. <laughs> One thing I didn't catch on this show, like, or I did catch, I guess, is the son. Uh, well, I was in Joe podcast about it, but the son they called him Nate. I guess his name is Nate, and I guess it's supposed to be short for Natasha. Like it named named him after Natasha, and then um, I guess his middle name is supposed to be Pietro, which is obviously shout out to Quicksilver. So I think uh-huh. it's pretty is that the older? Pretty cool that they're doing that. The older son. I think the middle son? Question mark. No, I think it. Yeah, no, yeah, he's in the middle because I think the daughter is the eldest, and then the other boy is obviously the youngest. Oh, okay. He just looks like the oldest brother because he's just tall. Right. No, the, the, the girl is the eldest, I believe. No, but like, yeah, it's so good. Shot, man, like, it's so good. And, like, I love that they're, like, honing in on, like, I got to be back before Christmas. I got to be there before Christmas. And it's like, if you think about it, like, this is his first Christmas in five years without his family. To them, it's just another year, but, like, for yeah. him, it's five years without his family. Well, so, also, like, you, like also that the fact that like some of the best shows that they made have been the, like the most grounded ones that aren't really dealing with superpowers. It's just like right. real life. <laughs> it's just Hawkeye. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's an exceptional like, human being, but he's not like, you know, he's not a captain America. He's not a captain Marvel. He's not a, you know, whatever. 
Speaking of Captain America, that um, musical say, though. Can can I please say? Can we please have a? Oh, what was the name of the musical? Rogers. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it was just called Rogers. I can we please get a musical for that? <laughs> I love the one you know, song they did. It's so good. <laughs> Oh, see, I, I hate do- it. Oh, see, I hated every second of that. Really? Oh like, my gosh! Oh, I could do I this it. all day. Yeah, <laughs> you so- know they released that song. They, it's a four-minute song. Oh, I want to find it so bad right now. <laughs> oh, it's a, yeah. Check it out. I was listening today. I was like, man, this is this is something. <laughs> You'll like. You gotta listen to it, and we'll talk next week about it. But yeah, you gotta listen to that. It's pretty great. I just don't like musicals. So when it started, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, but it's just called yeah. Rogers. Yeah. And the song, the song, I'll pull up the song real quick, but the song is called... Oh, I'm uh, playing it right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but anyways, uh, while you listen to that, I'll, I'll, round, I'll round up uh, King Comedic Corner here. Is, um, another show, lastly, is Arcane on uh, Netflix. I've talked about it before. Um, I just think it's a show you guys should... Like, it, it's going to make its money. It's going to get its money. It's going to get... Like, uh, people love it enough already, but like definitely it, it's a very good animated show that is... The story's top top notch. If you know nothing about League of Legends, jump in on this. It's great characters, great show, whatever. Then well, you can go cool down your thing. rabbit hole. That's the cool thing is you don't need to know anything about League of Legends to watch nothing it at all and, and enjoy yep. it. Yeah, yep. nothing at all. And it, it, it is just a tight knit story. There's a couple things that could be better, but it is pretty cool. Um, there's going to be a, fi- a fighting game came out come out. Uh, pretty soon, um, I think they just released a, a, a different turn-based game on the PlayStation not so long ago. Um, so yeah, check out Arcane. Uh, shout out to that show because the animation and the story is pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it. I mean, there's stuff here and there. I've been gone for a couple weeks, but like you know, I was playing God of War, like I said. Uh, Digimon new set for Digimon just came out, so I've kind of been on that. But went pretty hard, a little too hard, some would say. Um, but uh, yeah, so anybody that played Digimon, hit me up because. The new set's pretty fire, not gonna lie. But um, yeah, so before we take off, Adam, what do you think about the song? Oh, I was playing it while you were talking. <laughs> right. What, what do you think about it? Do you like it? Oh, I love it. In fact, that's yeah. how that's how we're gonna end today's show. So um, let me yeah. just play this in the background. So just want to yeah, just want to thank everyone for joining us on tonight's podcast, and uh, make sure you check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash clicking it our Glass Cup Hobby sponsor. And as Steve Rogers says, we could do this all day. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you're staying safe out there. And as always, keep clicking it.